stories about ferrets and other exotic pets. My name is Nairi and today I'm very excited because I'm talking to a real celebrity today and I don't know how I'm going to top this in the future because this is just the most famous person I can think of in the ferreting community at the moment. I'm talking to Muskie, the one and only Muskie from the amazing ferret picture book My Name is Muskie and I'll be talking to her dad as well but you know who cares about that it's all about Muskie right? <laughs> so Muskie Tears sit back and listen to Matty and Muskie tell us a whole lot of behind the scenes things about My Name is Muskie. Hi <laughs> I'm so excited to see you. <laughs> Would you mind introducing yourself to those who don't know about Muskie? And- Hi, everyone. My name is Maddie Giuliano, and I am the author of uh, the uh, world's best-selling ferret book, My <laughs> Name is Muskie, A Ferret Story. And it is a pleasure to be here with you today on Stolen Our Hearts, Nairi. Well, thank you. Um, you're like the biggest celebrity I have intended to speak to so far, so this is fantastic. Um, yeah, so... For those who haven't read the book, what is it? Well, My Name is Muskie is a a 32-page fully illustrated children's book, uh, and it's Muskie's story. Uh, Muskie was a ferret who was abandoned, picked up by animal control, and taken to the Monmouth County SPCA, where I work as a stray. Uh, I'm a retired animal cruelty officer in New Jersey. Uh, During my years as a cruelty officer, I did about 2,000 animal cruelty cases. Uh, And prior to retiring, I had gotten my interfaith ordination, and I now serve as the chaplain for the Monmouth County SPCA. And uh, my my position as chaplain is a a lot different than it was as a cruelty officer. I'm there to provide uh, emotional and spiritual support to the staff uh, and to our volunteers and to our patrons who we've all unfortunately been in the terrible position of having to say goodbye to an animal that we love. So uh, it's, it's unique. And, and not to mention the stresses and anxieties and frustrations that go along with working in animal welfare. Uh, mm-hmm. Oftentimes they're, they're overwhelming. Uh, and so I try to be there as a voice of compassion and in mo- even more so an ear of compassion uh, for those who need it. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't been planning to ask this question, but how do you provide compassion to people? Like what sort of thing helps, have you noticed? A, a lot of times uh, people really just need a, a sensitive ear. Uh, they need somebody who is willing to listen to uh, the heartaches that they've experienced and you know, unlike uh, so many other people of the cloth, uh, you know, I don't know how many people out there are, are, are Roman Catholic, but Roman Catholics uh, go through something prior to getting married called pre-cana. Uh, and you have a priest who is going to tell them uh, how to keep their marriage successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, yet you, you have somebody telling you how to keep your marriage strong and successful who has never been married and never had a relationship with a woman. So there's an irony to that. Uh, Unlike me, where I've worked in the field, Uh, I worked as a cruelty officer, I've I've, uh, uh, worked within the shelter system. And so it's, I know exactly what it is that you're talking about. I know exactly what it is that you're feeling. 
-hmm. I know exactly what it is that you're experiencing. And not everyone uh, who is a spiritual guide to others is able to say that they have gone through and have shared experiences. So it's, uh, I do everything that I can. Um, we have uh, a lot of patrons a lot of times when they've lost an animal. Uh, they, they are looking for somebody to speak to who has a compassionate ear. Uh, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you'll always get those people who are going to say, listen, Nairi, it's just a dog. It's just a cat. It's just a ferret. You know, I got an idea. What do you say? I know you're upset. I know you're, you're, this is all bothering you. What do you say we go uh, down to the shelter and we'll, we'll pick out a new dog together? I, I know that'll lift up your spirits. You know, nobody says that when it's your mother. Listen, I know you're upset over your mom. You know, um, I get it. You know, you were close. But tell you what, how about this weekend, you and I, we go to the old age home. We're going to find a nice white-haired woman. And uh, I'm sure she would love to call you her child. Really, it's okay. We'll find you a replacement. Uh, and, and the truth of the matter is, is that animals are not replaceable. Animals share an intricate part of our lives. And yeah. uh, they, they have stolen our hearts. They tug on our heartstrings in a way that uh, nothing else in the world is comparable. Mm. Uh, you know, in, in my house, we have uh, not only musky, but we have uh, two dogs, uh, a cat, and another ferret, musky celebrity ferret protege, Stubby. And, uh, you know, the truth of the matter is this. I say this all the time to my wife. You know, if you greeted me at the door the same way that they did, I wouldn't have needed them. <laughs> but they, that's really the truth. But they love us in a way that is truly unconditional. And when that love is gone, when there's an absence in the home, uh, it's, it becomes truly, truly heartbreaking and, and dramatic for a lot of people, mm -hmm. truly traumatic. And, and they need that, they, they need that, that, that person with whom they could express their feelings and try to get some kind of spiritual closure. Uh, I, I often do uh, funeral services for animals because since they share such an important part of our lives, why are they not entitled to the same rites of passage and, uh, the same traditions that we are, that mm -hmm. we are entitled to, that we expect and we want for our loved ones. Um, so, and, and it's, it, to me, it's really, to me, that's really, really important. Um, some people want to have it. Other people, unfortunately, don't. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. Whatever, whatever is, is, is best for you. Sometimes having a funeral after you get your animal's remains back becomes too traumatic. Uh, I wish I could be there all the time in order to read them last rites. Uh, but unfortunately, I can't. So one of the services that I offer, and it's free, you know, I never charge anybody. Uh, I work for the SPCA, so it's not as if, in a lot of instances, it, a lot of people have spent hundreds, if not thousands of dollars trying to keep their pet alive Yeah. Uh, at the toward the end. The last thing that I, I would ever want to do is say to them, okay, I'll be more than happy to do a service for you. That'll be $300. Mm. You know, where I come from, God doesn't have a cover charge. It's very simple. Uh, and what I do say to people is that, listen, if you can, if your finances allow, please make a donation to the Monmouth County SPCA and just put chaplain in the memo so that this way they know where the money, you know, came from, from something that I was involved with. And that's if you can. If it's 10 bucks, it's 10 bucks. If it's a thousand bucks, it's a thousand bucks. I am not your anchor banker. I am not here to, to, to give you a specific number in order for you to get that closure. And if the number is zero, the number is zero. That's fine, too. 
Uh, this is a, a unique community service that the Monmouth County SPCA offers that, to my knowledge, no other animal welfare organization in the United States is offering. Uh, no, anyway. not quite the same. Um, when ours passed away, the Animal Welfare League around here, they have, um, I think there are some people you can talk to, but it's, and they've got some nice little features like um, when this candle is lit, it means that someone is in the room mourning the loss of their pet, that sort of thing. So there's a little chapel kind of area. Um, yeah, just think about that. I've been really struggling with um, saying goodbye to the ashes of like five ferrets now. So they've just been following us around from house to house and yeah, so it's a really good thing that you're doing there with a service and things. I just can't bring myself to do a service at the moment. So Thank you. And, and every October 4th at the Monmouth County SPCA, we have our All Fates Blessing of the Animals ceremony. Mm. Um, I, I specifically wanted to be certain that when I, when I started this uh, five years ago, that it was an All Fates event. Mm -hmm. um, you know... Uh, you're Catholic, I'm Jewish, uh, somebody listening is Muslim, uh, somebody else uh, listening is a seven-day Adventist. Regardless of that, we all have a love and a dedication to our companion animals. Mm -hmm. And we should be able to celebrate that through our shared relationships with them. Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, it has to be an all-faiths event. It's a way for our different religious communities to be able to build bridges instead of erecting walls. Mm. That's how I see it. Something in common. And it brings mm. all different people together from all different faiths and backgrounds. I had one person ask me who was half atheist, half agnostic, mm -hmm. <laughs> ask me, uh, can you do something in Jedi for me? Mm -hmm. And I said, Abs I will come up with something for you, absolutely. And the end of the prayer was, the force will be with you always. Mm -hmm. You know, so... Everybody, everybody, everybody likes that neat, likes that reassurance that comes with a blessing, and it's my pleasure to provide it with, provide it to them, regardless of their their faith and their background. Uh, the mm -hmm. last thing I would ever say to somebody is, "Oh, oh I'm sorry. Uh, oh, you're Buddhist. Oh no, you can't come. That's not mm -hmm. that's that's just not 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 the way that I operate. Period." Mm. Um, so, did you write um, Muskie's story? before or after you started um, working as a shelter? Uh, oh, I, I, I've, been at the, I've been at the Monmouth County. Yes, I've been in animal welfare now for 16 years. Right. So, mm -hmm. I, so I wrote Muskie's story. I adopted Muskie on August 19th of 2018. Mm -hmm. um, the story behind it, uh, we had our annual Clear the Shelter event. Right. Uh, the Clear the Shelter event is an event that goes on uh, all throughout the country, a bunch of different shelters participate in it. Uh, and uh, the adoption fees are sponsored by uh, big corporations, uh, Sketches, uh, uh, Subaru, just to name two of them. Um, and so it really is a very busy time. So now I was at the shelter doing new pet blessings. I have a special new pet blessing for somebody taking a new animal into their home. And somebody had adopted two ferrets that we had. Mm -hmm. So that had brought me into the small animal room. And there was one ferret uh, that was there, and it was musky. Uh, now, I want to make it clear, I never wanted a ferret. I wasn't into ferrets. 
They were not an animal that was, I didn't dislike them, but they weren't an animal that was on my radar. For, mm-hmm. You know, lack of a better description. Um, I played with Muskie for 10 minutes and I absolutely positively fell in love. I said, I have got to have this pet. She is, this animal is awesome. Uh, and so I took out my, my card. I, I obviously have my business card from the SPCA. I took out the adopted stamp. Now remember, Muskie was a stray. So we have a seven day stray hold here in New Jersey. Mm. And her stray hold was up the following day. I said, unless somebody comes running in screaming, Bubbles, I've missed you. <laughs> At three o'clock tomorrow afternoon, this ferret is coming home with me. Mm-hmm. Period. And uh, and sure as anything, Muskie uh, came home with me the following day. Now, you know, because I, I wasn't into ferrets, Nairi, I, I knew nothing about them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for, as far as I thought, I was getting something more along the lines of an enhanced guinea pig. Yep. You know, not I, what do I know? Uh, wait a mm-hmm. second. A ferret isn't a rodent? What do you mean it's not a rodent? Oh, my God. Yeah, look at those teeth. Those are... <laughs> You know, so now I had to read and research everything under the sun about what is a ferret, how to care for a ferret, what to properly feed a ferret. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, and I was up for hours doing every <laughs> internet search I possibly could on ferrets mm-hmm. so that I could become the best pet parent I, I possibly could be. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, once I learned all of that, now I really got to see muskie's real ferret personality uh i didn't realize they were so loving i didn't realize that Mm. they were so uh friendly i didn't realize that they were so smart muskie would muskie follows me around the house uh muskie you know knows her name i'll wave to her and muskie will come um i was so taken back by how special and wonderful this two pound animal was it that's what it is that inspired me to write the story i remember i was up late one night and i sat down and i wrote it now musky's story for those who are unfamiliar with it and even for those who are familiar with it musky's story is a true story uh it is musky's story um i know it may sound may sound in many ways similar to a lot of other stories of people's uh, relationship with their pets and that's because unfortunately animal abandonment is so common Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, everybody who's in the book uh, and, and writing the story for me really wasn't that hard. I was done writing it in two and a half hours, mm-hmm. uh, because all the characters who are in the story, it's all true. Uh, so I, I it's, it, and that was one of the things that was so ironic is that, you know, I never had considered myself to be an author. I just considered mm-hmm. myself to be a guy who had written a book and there's mm-hmm. a difference. Like I'm not, I'm not Tom Clancy. I'm not Stephen King. I'm not Beverly Cleary, for those who are more familiar with the children's book genre. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just a guy who wrote a book. Yep. Um, and uh, that, that had changed, and I'll, I'll get to that. So, but writing Muskie's story was so simple. Uh, and when I, when I went to bed, it's now like 6 in the morning here in, 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 uh, in, in the, the New York City area. And my wife said, where were you? And I said, ah, I wrote a book. I said, yeah, I wrote a book, you know, and I I printed it out and I read it to her. And and after I had written it, uh, you know, now becomes uh, the fun part, the editing process. I edited it and I edited it and I edited it. And then when I was done editing it, I edited it again. And then Mm -hmm. I hired an editor. (laughs) So there's a lot that goes with it. 
But mm -hmm. now that I had this thing, what do I do with it? Where does Not this thing go? You know? So I sent it out to publishing house after publishing house. And I got rejection letter after rejection letter after rejection letter. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my, my mistake was not saving them. I wanted to say, I should have saved every letter. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with the world of publishing, uh, it's easier to get involved in organized crime than it is to get involved in publishing. Oh, definitely. <laughs> it's, I mean, really, it's easier to become a wise guy than it is to become a published author. Um, ma majority of major publishing houses do not accept unsolicited manuscripts. So I was only able to send it to publishing houses that are small that uh, accepted the unsolicited manuscripts. Uh, in order to get picked up by a larger publishing house, you need to get an agent to be introduced to somebody from one of these uh, larger uh, publishing houses. And of course, agents do not accept unsolicited manuscripts either. So you mm -hmm. almost have to get kind of introduced somehow uh, uh, in, a, in a back room, you know? Uh, <laughs> So, uh, like I said, rejection letter after rejection letter. Yeah. And everyone who I had given the story to really, really had liked it. You know, like, look, yeah. what do you think of this? What do you see here? They said, I really like this. Um, so I decided, I said to myself, self, I'm a smart guy. I'm a, a Rutgers University graduate with a specialized degree in industrial labor relations. I've uh, done 18 million things in this, in this life. I'm going to start my own publishing company. Yep. So I started my own publishing company, Humane Press. Mm -hmm. uh, I went down to the county. I registered my business. Uh, and here it is. I now have my own official publishing company. Uh, so now, once again, now that I'm going to publish this on my own, I'm just not going to self-publish this, published by Maddie Giuliano. I am going to start a whole new venture. Now that, I pub now that I have a publishing company, now I need what goes along with making a children's book. Now more research, no different than uh, I, I had uh, gone through trying to figure out what is a ferret. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so I, uh, I hired my own illustrator, Morgan yeah. Spicer, who is 32 years old and at this stage has, is the most brilliant illustrator I, I could have ever asked for. I, I say this all the time, Muskie may be my character, but Morgan brought Muskie to life. In the it's book. beautiful work yeah yeah it's I'm, I'm i i every time i look at it i get taken back mm -hmm. uh so after i hired my own illustrator uh, i hired my own editor uh when the editor was back with the edited version of the book uh it went to the illustrator and she now made the files for the book the mm -hmm. artwork and and the layout and the cover and the copyright page and everything else from there i hired my own book manufacturer which was a whole mm -hmm. nother research project, yeah. how to print your book that you have written. Mm -hmm. And they're in Pennsylvania, which was only an hour and a half, two hours away from me. So I went there and I met with them and uh, I looked over their, their product line and uh, this, that, and the next thing. And we decided on exactly what we were going to do. And then I had to pay for it all. I had yeah. to pay the editor. I had to pay the illustrator and I had to pay the book manufacturer. Do you mind um, if I ask how much that was? Because I'm sure I've got authors listening. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, $13,500 yep. if you want to okay. do it right in American money. Yep. Uh, we, uh, the, uh, the, between the, 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 the most obviously the largest cost was the production of the book. And I had, mm -hmm. I made 3,000 copies of, of My Name is Muskie. And to date, I've sold 2,300. 
the, the book has is on every continent except Antarctica. <laughs> and I'm waiting to find a couple of penguins who are willing to pose with the book so that I could say I've made it now on every continent. Um, uh, and uh, then the books came in. And now, and well, now, then there comes a whole new aspect to it, and that's the marketing aspect of it. Uh, just because you've written a book and just because your book is good, um, how do I get people to know that the book is out there and how do I get them to buy it? Mm-hmm. Um, I've never been on social media before. As, as a retired cruelty officer, I always stayed away from, as a, as a cruelty officer, I stayed away from social media. Uh, the last thing that I wanted was for anybody who I had locked up for animal cruelty mm. to be able to just Google me on Facebook and find my name, where I live, know my children's name, my wife's yeah. name, and so on and so forth. So I was never on social media. And I, I actually joined social media May 17th of 2019 uh, when I now had to try to market this book. Um, Muskie joined every ferret Facebook group that Muskie could join. I started my page and then I started my page. My name is Muskie, a ferret story. And I remember mm-hmm. when I had two followers, uh, <laughs> two friends of mine who now that I had a, a Facebook page were kind enough to follow Muskie. I remember the first one was my friend, Jack Rizzo. I, I never properly thanked him for that. So <laughs> Jack, if you're listening, thank you so much for being one of Muskie's first followers. Um, and Muskie joined every Facebook group. And mm-hmm. Muskie started posting on every one of these different Ferret Facebook groups. Ferret, mm-hmm. uh, Ferrets for Life, Ferret Addicts Anonymous, Ferret Frenzies, Ferret Tales, and so on and so forth. Uh, uh, ferret, ferret, Fun-filled Ferret, uh, ferret fro- uh, Frolics and Follies, all of yep. them. So Muskie joined these groups and Muskie would post on on Muskie's Facebook page and would then post on and then share it with these different ferret Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Muskie was posting the, uh, the progress on the creation of the book and then all other different things that Muskie would be involved with. And as it grew from May 17, 2019, up until the time that the book was actually in hand, December 5th, 2019. So the book is now officially just over two years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I had over 500 pre-orders before the book was even in hand. I had to take two weeks off of work in order to fill every order that uh, that I had. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I remember saying, yeah, no, I can't come in because what I do, you know, uh, listen, people have asked me, how come my book is not on Amazon? You know, Amazon takes for, for those that are those that are unaware, Amazon takes 55 percent of your pro of, of the cost of the book. Wow. Okay. They are, they are, they are ruthless. There's a reason why they're the largest company now in in the world. Uh, So they take a tremendous amount. And I said, you know, I, I just don't have those type of numbers available to take a loss on this book. Hmm. Uh, I'm trying to, you know, I got to pay myself back. I, I took out a zero interest credit card for 15 months in order to pay the illustrator and the book manufacturer and the editor. I, I can't do this with Amazon. And, and then on top of it, too, if you ship the book to them so they could send it out, if they're going to yes. do the fulfillment, they charge you a storage fee to have the book in their facility because it is space that you're taking up. Mm-hmm. So I said, I'm going to do this all on my own. And uh, Muskie portographs every single book. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
when, when you when you are buying a book directly from the author, as far as I'm concerned, you're supposed to have a real, a more of an intimate personal experience. If you have a problem with your order and you send an email, I answer it. If you mm -hmm. uh, pick up the phone and you call me to ask a question, I answer. I I pick up the phone and I answer it. Because yeah. that's how it's supposed to be. I am 110% dedicated to the customer service that needs to be provided for this book to continue to be successful and for Muskie's legion of fans all across <laughs> the world, her musketeers, to be able to know that when they reach out, they are speaking directly to Muskie mm -hmm. <clears throat> or to Stubby or to yeah. Sativa the Cat or whichever character it is that is <laughs> occupying the Facebook page uh, uh, that day. Um, uh, or even Dave, Muskie's uh, stand-in and stunt double. Uh, <laughs> it, because to me, it's important that everybody feel connected. Uh, mm. the, the Facebook page is a family-friendly page for everyone. Uh, it's designed to be that way. Uh, it's designed to lift up everybody's spirits from all the heavy water that is out there uh, in our personal lives, in our professional lives, in mm -hmm. our political lives, because there seems to be so much uh, political angst that is out there. You're a Republican, I'm a Democrat, he's an independent, he's a socialist, bah, 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 and everybody wants to rip everybody's head off because of their political affiliations. Well, this is something that is uh, non-political. Uh, yeah. The only uh, issues that Muskie discusses on her Facebook page are animal welfare and animal-related issues. Uh, Muskie yep. has started a campaign called This Is How I Wear Fur in mm -hmm. order to try to put an end to the fur trade after uh, everything that has happened to her mustelid cousins, the minks, mm. uh, because of the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, Muskie is the only animal member of the New Jersey Fur Free Coalition. Mm. She is there. At, Muskie is the animal representative to the New Jersey Fur Free Coalition. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, Muskie is... Uh, Muskie is proactive only when it comes to animal welfare. That's her, those are her political stances. And those are things that uh, definitely cross over uh, party lines and, and political affiliations. Yeah. Uh, no, no one from any party wants to be known as the anti-animal party. You know, <laughs> uh, so uh, in, in, in America, for our political party system, Republicans, Democrats, independents, they, uh, they, they, they're all very pro-animal. Although I've always yeah. said many of them seem to have alligator arms. Okay, or, or crocodile arms in in uh, for for those in Australia, they're just okay. not long enough to reach into the pockets in order to come up with real adequate funding for animal welfare issues. You know, they have their arms and they wave to you. Yes, we support you, and they put up their thumbs and hip hip hooray. We all love animals, but we need money in order to do some of the things. I just can't get into the pocket to fund it. So it's uh, that's something that that one of the things that that. I do as the chaplain, one of the assignments that I have undertaken is I am the uh, animal welfare uh, liaison uh, at the state capitol. So if there are animal <clears throat> welfare issues uh, in which the Monmouth County SPCA is going to be taking a stance in support of or against, uh, I am the one who goes to Trenton, uh, which is the state capital of New Jersey, and I am the one who speaks with regard to that issue. Uh, and I always make certain when I am speaking with my elected representatives to uh, tap into any spiritual guilt that I possibly can in order to get them to see things my way. <laughs> a, a lot of politicians take their spirituality very seriously. 
And if they're worried that by the end of this, I'm going to smite thee, they, they tend to vote the right way. You know, so it's uh, it works out really, really well. That's uh, good. And uh, that's why, too, in this last political cycle, or the, uh, last year's political cycle, because uh, Muskie crosses all political parties. Last year, Muskie endorsed uh, a Republican running for county commissioner in, in New Jersey, in Monmouth County. Uh, Muskie endorsed Russ LaCitra. Uh, he also happens to be the uh, former police chief of the Monmouth County SPCA and the, now the executive director. And he was running for a county commissioner's position. And Muskie went into Ross's office and Muskie <laughs> took pictures with Ross and Muskie laid out her uh, ferret, uh, uh, her ferret positions uh, for Monmouth County mm -hmm. and uh, Muskie endorsed Ross. This year, Muskie endorsed Senator Vin Gopal, who was uh, running for re-election. He's a Democrat. Senator Gopal has been one of the best friends uh, that those in animal welfare could have in Trenton. He has supported, as far as I could tell, 100% of all the legislation that has come forward uh, uh, on behalf of animals uh, in the state of New Jersey. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and he is a Democrat. And uh, Muskie was proud to endorse him. Uh, so he's a one. In fact, his uh, assembly counterparts, because the, the way that things run here, for those not familiar with the American political system in New Jersey, uh, you, we have state senators and state assembly members. Uh, and they generally tend to run as a political block if they're from the same political party. Uh, Vin Gopal is so well liked across party lines that his assembly counterparts from his party lost their election by about 2,000 votes, 3,000 votes. And he won his election by uh, about 2,500 votes. Wow. So that's, and, and I, I hope that Muskie's endorsement helped to secure his, uh, his, <laughs> continued, uh, his continued position as a state senator in New Jersey. So, uh, and like I said, it's all because of their, their relationship with animals. Nothing to do with uh, their, their party affiliation, uh, because there are, there are uh, people who are no good for animals, unfortunately, on both sides of the aisle. And you have yep. to always keep that in perspective. You just can't vote a solid D or R. You have to mm -hmm. vote responsibly. You have to know yeah. your issues. You have to know your candidates. Absolutely. Yeah. So what are Muskie's positions that she laid out on um, well, uh, with this endorsement? <laughs> Well, one of the things that we have going on here in New Jersey in particular is the New Jersey uh, gestation crate ban. Uh, we're looking to ban gestation crates here in New Jersey uh, so that this way uh, pigs that are uh, up for slaughter uh, are able to have uh, the amount of room that they need uh, prior to uh, uh, becoming your Christmas ham. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, we, we find it disgraceful that, I, I that yeah. animals are kept in such deplorable conditions prior to being prior to being slaughtered for consumption. I mean, mm. when they say that you are what you eat, uh, this is a prime example of it. Uh, Muskie supported the, uh, uh, the, uh, the cage-free movement here in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And Muskie is working uh, for, for, uh, factory, uh, for factory hens producing eggs. And mm. uh, Muskie, like I said, is very proactive in the fur movement that being mm. her her biggest her biggest undertaking at this time this is how i wear fur uh mm. muskie has also obviously supported the puppy mill bills that we have here that we're looking to have passed here in new jersey mm -hmm. looking to end uh, uh puppies being made available for sale that come from puppy mills uh, be, uh and and that 
we, we, we're obviously a firm supporter, uh, Muskie in particular, of making adoption your first option. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I'm, listen, don't get me wrong. I have no problem with people who breed uh, regardless of the animal. Uh, uh, Responsibly, cat, dog, if, if they breed ethically, Nairi, you mm. have to be responsible. You have to breed ethically. This is not a, you know, this is not something that you could just put dollar signs on. This is a living creature. You yeah. got to treat it, you know, with, with kindness, dignity, and respect. St. Mm-hmm. Francis of Assisi had said, not to hurt our humble brethren is our first duty to them, but to stop there is not enough. We have a higher mission to be of service to them whenever they require it. And that's, that's what we always try. That's what I try to do. That's uh, the, what I've instilled in Muskie mm-hmm. and that Muskie instills now in Stubby, our celebrity yes. favorite protege. And we, uh, we believe that. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's, that's the hope that we, that's, the, that's what we hope to uh, continue to the message. We continue to uh, be able to project. Um, and there you go. And that's it. That's just, and, and a ban of animal testing is another one that's uh, going to be coming up shortly. That we're mm. going to look to uh, look, look to try to uh, have a, a, a little political discussion about, and so on and so forth. But you know, like I said, those are Muskie's political issues, and she doesn't get into them that often on her social media pages. Um, it's usually all of the chaos uh, that exists here uh, in Muskie's world, uh, dealing with the dogs and dealing with Stubby and dealing with mm. uh, Stand-in Dave and uh, and and Little Dave and everybody else. And trying to run what is Muskie's ferret empire. Uh, Muskie has established a real ferret empire. You know, and I read, when I first wrote the book, I said, all right, good, I got a book. Here's a book. Mm -hmm. But because this has grown exponentially, it's no longer just a book. It's now the book. It's now the Muskie stuffed animal. It's now the Muskie coffee mug, the Muskie jacket, (laughs) the Muskie blanket, the Muskie tote bag, the Muskie uh, uh, beer glass, the pint glass. The sleep sack as well. No, yeah, this, I don't know. Have you seen them yet? I have seen some pictures of the sleep sacks. Yes. Yes. And the sleep, which I've already sold out of the sleep sacks. (laughs) And have you seen the, you've seen the musky stuffed animal, right? Yes, I have. Yes. And uh, you know, the musky coffee mug and you know, it's gotten so big that, you know, I'm not even to keep all of these things in the house anymore because (laughs) you know, the house is only so big. I now have a, 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 a fulfillment center strictly for majority of those products now uh, i only keep a few of them here i have a few blankets on hand a few coffee mugs on hand if someone said oh yeah i'm here let me get that and if i do different events but otherwise it comes from my fulfillment center because it's just so burdensome not only am i uh taking care of my <coughs> social media i'm now mailing everything out and i gotta make sure nothing gets broken so it has to get packaged right and mm-hmm. that's a whole not fulfillment of these things is a whole nother job all unto itself. How much space did it take up? How much space did the 3000 books take up? How much time does this whole thing take up? No, the books, how much space? Like, I mean, well, my office right now, I have musky books over here to my left. I have beer glasses over here. I have the boxes and the bubble wrap that it goes in. I have stuffed animals over there. I have (laughs) coffee mugs over there and envelopes and boxes over there. And then when something gets mailed to me, I, I tell my family, oh, don't throw out that box. I'm going to use that box. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> that saves me 49 cents over at, <laughs> at Staples having to get a new one. And it's uh, it takes up space and it takes up at so much time that at this point, on a good night, I'm getting five and a half hours of sleep. 
Wow. And a good night. I'm, uh, because like I said, writing musky social media is a job all unto itself. And when orders come in for the day, now when I get home at the end of the day, I have to fulfill those orders. Those mm-hmm. orders have got to be done. And then I have to make time for, at some point, I have to eat dinner. And then after I eat dinner, I have to uh, make sure that Muskie and Stubby have their their uh, uh, daddy ferret time with me. Yeah. Uh, they have their own bedroom in my house. Uh, they have an open door cage policy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Muskie right now is actually locked in her cage <laughs> because uh, she had surgery yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Muskie had a tumor on her face that we had removed. Uh, at first, it looked like it was a simple mast cell tumor. Uh, but I watched it very closely and it started to change in mm. composition and in color. And so I said, this has got to go. I called Dr. McCleary up, who's Muskie's doctor at Red Bank Veterinary Hospital. I'm lucky. Uh, Red Bank is one of the most advanced medical facilities on the East Coast. Mm. Um, it is a 24 hour, 365, seven day a week hospital. So uh, lucky. They have, they have every they. I mean, they have everybody there. They have the cardiologist, they have the ophthalmologist, they have the oncologist, they have the dermatologist, they have the exotics. It, it's all there. And and there's just not one exotics doctor. They have four exotics doctors. Wow. Uh, and when Muskie, uh, uh, you know, uh, when, when if you go there in the evening, uh, they have an exotics doctor on call in case an exotic, an exotic animal comes in. That's so amazing. Muskie, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very fortunate uh, to, to have them. And Dr. McCleary is an exceptional doctor. Uh, and she said, I'm going on vacation for Christmas. I can do it tomorrow. Okay. I said, you mean tomorrow, tomorrow? She said, yes, tomorrow, tomorrow. I said, we'll be there. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, Muskie went in yesterday at 9 a.m. And Muskie was there all day long. Uh, yep. They, uh, She had uh, her surgery at about 2 o'clock to have it removed. Uh, they do all of her pre-anesthetic blood work, uh, check uh, uh, red blood cells, white blood cells, glucose, the whole nine yards. And mm-hmm. she was cleared to go forward with the surgery. And uh, it was a success. It was removed. Um, she's still very groggy, still uh, weak. And, you know, Muskie's mm-hmm. not, as they say, a spring chicken anymore. You know, Muskie's about five and a half years old. Yep. Um, and in all honesty, she could be older. She could be six and a half. Mm-hmm. She could be four and a half. When, when you get a stray animal in, we, we tend to guess at the age. Yeah. We believe she's around two years old. You know, that's, I, I mean, I'm five foot six. That's like me saying I'm around six foot, you know, mm-hmm. I'm around it, but I'm not there. So it's a different, it's a different story. Um, and so mm-hmm. uh, because Muskie has been laid up and recovering, uh, Stubby has been uh, handling her social media pages mm-hmm. uh, and he's doing a wonderful job. And hopefully Stubby will be able to come out with his own uh, uh, book uh, at some point. We would like, that's we good. would all love to see that. Yeah, people have been asking me, like, because I said, what should I ask Muskie? And so, will, will there be another book? And I was like, yes, okay. I'll yes, well, you know, and the <laughs> thing is, is that what Muskie uh, is, what's important to, you see, all the years, uh, you know, and we had stray ferrets that come into the shelter. Mm-hmm. Um, Muskie, um, Muskie is very picky when it comes to her ferret friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and be, because of the, you know, yesterday's office visit was $1,000. Yep. in order to have this removed. Um, I'm well aware of the costs associated with being able to provide proper care to an animal. Um, and the last thing that I ever want to do is get to a point where my credit card no longer works mm-hmm. because I have now maxed myself out uh, uh, in order, to, uh, in order to, to provide care for them. Um, 
so I was always very picky about if I were to bring another animal into the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and what musky does with ferrets that come into the shelter is musky goes down to the SPCA yes. and visits with them. And musky says, I know you're scared. I know you're worried, but don't worry. You know, I came out of here and look at who I am. I'm the world's most famous ferret now. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't worry, I'm in your corner. And I, you know, I don't know if your, your listeners are aware. I donate all the money from the book. Uh, all the all the all the proceeds uh, from my name is Musky a ferret story, regardless of what it is, get donated. Uh, you know, in the grand scheme of things, when you do something like this, unless you are Stephen King, you are not going to make a, a living from this. This is not my livelihood. Yeah, uh, this is it's a business, but it's not my livelihood, my main source of income. Uh, so last year I donated about 6,000 this year. I'm at the 4,000 mark, give or take. Um, and because it's important to be able to help this, this money may not mean much to me, but it can really, really help other animal welfare organizations that need it. Mm -hmm. Uh, majority of the money goes to the SPCA where I work. Uh, and then I, I also get some out to other animal welfare organizations, particularly ferret groups, uh, that, that need, that need it. Um, I, last, last week we held an auction for Giving Tuesday. I had a super autographed copy of the Muskie book where every person who was in the book, uh, Officer Stephanie, Officer John, Dr. Nicole, Kathy, uh, Kelly Coleman from Customer Service, uh, Morgan, Morgan, my illustrator, Victoria, everybody signed the book. Ten mm-hmm. signatures, including me, which just so we're all aware, I never sign a book. <laughs> Uh, no one cares about me. I may be the guy behind it all, but, you know, everybody cares about Muskie. Everybody cares about the character. So my signature, it's very rare that you'll see my signature in the book. I actually recall doing a book signing, and I signed it like I normally do. You know, all my furry love Muskie with Muskie's paw stamp. And the guy said to me, aren't you going to sign it? I said, who, me? He said, yeah, you. I said, you, you want me to sign it? He said, well, you wrote it, didn't you? I said, <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll sign it. I, I just never, I said, sir, I got news for you. This is now going to be a real collectible because I never sign a book, you know, and I signed it for him. Um, and that's specifically because the character to me is what's most important. No one cares about me. I looked mm-hmm. at a bunch of authors' websites before I had started all of this and their Facebook pages, and they all seem to think that they matter. <laughs> they really think that they're important. No one cares about you. They care about your character. No, like in the movie Misery. Everyone cared about the character. They didn't care about the author. They were ready. She was ready to kill him. It's the character that mattered. The character had to survive. The mm-hmm. character is what's most important. And, and I, I recognize that. So, because yeah. uh, trust me, if Muskie could have done this interview, Muskie would have done it. Because Muskie is what matters. Muskie is the character. Um, mm-hmm. And if I were to do a second book, because of the overwhelming costs associated yeah. with making a book, the next book would be a stubby book. Um, the first book cost me 13500 Uh, if I were to do a second book, it's now going to cost about 20,000. Uh, that number has gone up exponentially. Uh, the reason being is the cost of paper has gone up tremendously mm. about 25% since I wrote the first book. Wow. Uh, the cost of shipping has gone up about 20%. So you got paper up 25%, shipping up 25%, editorial costs up 10%, mm-hmm. uh, uh, illustration costs up 30%. A lot has changed. Um, so, you know, and obviously I then still want to be able to keep the price reasonable because I want people to buy it. Yeah. I will never let my book ever go over $20 American hmm. dollars. I refuse to, uh, no matter what. Uh, 
simply because I, I, I want people to be able to enjoy it. And I want people to become part of the family of, that I've mm-hmm. created. Um, Muskie has musketeers. Stubby will have subjects. <laughs> you know, it's always, it. yeah, I mean, it's, you know, and, uh, and whatever I ever would ever do with Stubby, Muskie would always have a, a, a an intricate part in. Um, yeah. And the only reason why I had adopted Stubby, besides being absolutely adorable, is uh, Stubby respected Muskie. Now, Stubby, Stubby's story is unique in and of itself, and I, I wouldn't want to ever let uh, open up the can and let the cat out of the bag. So I'm, I'm not going to share exactly what that is, but I know what it is. But Stubby respected Muskie that when Muskie said, back off, mm-hmm. Stubby said, okay, I'll back off. And, and, you know, and they were able to live together in harmony without... Uh, other ferrets were constantly up Muskie's behind. Oh, play with yeah. me. Oh, play with me. Oh, play with me. And Muskie would say, get out of here. What do you, do you know who I am? Get out of here. I don't got time for you. So it was different. Um, Stubby respected that. And so it, it was a good match. Uh, it wasn't, you know, I, I never just thought, think it's right to bring an animal home and hope they work it out. It's, it's not real. It's not reality. Yeah. It's not how you start a relationship. Uh, right. It's not how you do it with your wife or your husband. Why should that be the same with your, your cat or your dog or your ferret? So... Mm-hmm. They get along marvelously. Um, obviously, Muskie does not need Stubby as much as Stubby needs Muskie. Uh, you know, Stubby is attached to Muskie more so than the other way around, and that's fine. Um, and earlier, when I mentioned that I never considered myself an author, it was my plumber who changed my mind. Oh, yeah? My plumber, of all people. <laughs> um, because the conversation, the topic had come up, and uh, he said to me as he was snaking out the sink, he said, you know, Matt, I got to tell you, I follow you on Facebook and what it is that Muskie writes every day. And what you come up with, the <laughs> scenes that you create, he said, I got to tell you something. You're an author. You know, you may not have it all, all in published books, but you really are an author. And I said, you know, Sergio, I can't thank you enough. That was the, one of the kindest and warmest things that anyone mm. has ever said to me about what it is I've done here. Uh, mm. So I'll, I, I cherish that. It's, sometimes it's the small things that otherwise normally would get lost in passing that you, uh, that, that you, need, to, that you, need, to, you need to hold on to. Um, mm-hmm. There was years ago, I remember there was a raccoon that <laughs> was a... Uh, uh, making noises i remember big screams and uh, it was a uh, he uh, i said oh you know i said it's just it, maybe it's giving birth i don't know what this didn't know what was going on but you really couldn't see it and uh, i said well you know this is you know i think everything's going to be fine we have to just leave it alone and let nature you know take its course with what's happening here and my friend lenny said to me maddie what would saint francis do so when i was a cruelty officer mm-hmm. and i said Son of a bitch. And I pulled everything out that was in front of me, uh, blocking the, the garage and so on and so forth, in order to get to this raccoon, who it turned out was a baby and was stuck. And Aww. at that point was dehydrated. And I, I took the I, I took him, the little raccoon, and, uh, you know, I, I held him. I said, it's okay. And I grabbed the banana, and I grabbed sugar and water, and I mixed it all together, and I spoon-fed him, and I took care of him, and then I got him to a wildlife rehab. And it was what Lenny had said to me. When he said, Maddie, what would St. Francis do? Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that led me to seek my interfaith ordination. You know, that mm-hmm. was a line that was said to me back in 2015. It's six years later, and I still remember it. 
It's the small things. Mm. Yeah, the small things. Yeah. So go ahead, Nairi. You have me. What else would you oh like to gosh. ask me? What do Muskies fans want to know? <laughs> um, some of the things that they wanted to know was um, lots of questions about Muskie herself. So should we wait for Muskie? Is she awake? Or yes, should I just... I will go get her, yes. Please stand by, and I'll be more than happy to get Muskie. Hold on, and I'll I'll get Stubby too. Oh, you know, give me a few moments. Don't go anywhere. Wait. Uh, stay tuned. <laughs> All right, oh, come here, Muskie. Go get it. It's running up the stairs, sir. I'll cut this out. Okay. Yes. Musky, it's all the way in Australia. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. Hello. All right. There you go. Musky, say hi. There you go. I know you're very tired. Oh, you had a thing. very, very long day. All right. And there's Musky. Oh, I know. I, I only wish hi. that your listeners could see this instead oh, so of cute. just listening. But there's Musky. Here, Musky, have water. Show everybody how nicely you drink from this. Ready? Woozle, woozle. There you go. Oh, mm. have some water to wake up. There you go. <laughs> That's a good girl. All right. Is Muskie Thanks. often interviewed? And this Do is often salmon oil. Interviews? She loves her salmon oil. <laughs> this this always gets this always gets Muskie going. And I think all she has to do is just lick it from the uh, lick it from the bottle like that, and she's as happy as can be. And as you it's... can see there, you see where her scar is. Yeah, it's not looking too bad. No, let me tell you something. They really did. They did beautiful work. They did. It's okay. Daddy's here. Yes. Kisses, kisses. <laughs> you know? <clears throat> and like I said, you know, Muskie really is my best friend in the world. That's amazing. You know? And uh, I'm so, this has been one of the most, ex and I've done a lot. I'm, I'm happy to say that I've done a lot. Uh, this has been one of the most exciting times in my life is having, mm -hmm. is having Muskie in, in my, as part of my world. Yeah. It really, really is. You know? I can believe that for sure. Like that's yeah. how I feel about and, my. You know, and uh, her fur is growing back a little bit more. The oh, doctor fantastic! Actually, believes that her fur loss was from stress. You know, really? last year it's so funny. She just had this tumor removed on her face, and we removed it because it started to look like the same tumor that she had last year, literally at the same exact time. Today is mm. the she had this tumor removed. This tumor removed on the tenth. She had the one last year removed on the 15th that was on the back of her neck. Yeah. And that one on the back of her neck 
was a, a squamous cell carcinoma tumor. Yeah. So the fact that we had it removed, you know, Muskie is a cancer survivor, you know, uh, which mm -hmm. is not something that you hear quite often with regard to ferrets. No. Uh, and that was why we removed the one on the side of her face, because it was really starting to resemble the tumor that we removed last year at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, the last thing that I would ever want is for anything bad to happen to her. Uh, and so there you go. But she is, you know, she's probably still still groggy and still <laughs> tired from everything, you know, but I'm glad that she's starting to come around now, you know? Mm. Yeah, so people were asking um, about her fur situation. Yes, and well, all right, so how she feels about that. Said. Here is one of the best things with regard to Red Bank Veterinary Hospital. Like I said, it is a state-of-the-art animal welfare, state-of-the-art animal hospital, mm -hmm. uh, animal care facility. Um, every doctor that you could imagine has an, a veter veterinarian has an office there. So when Muskie first started losing her fur, uh, obviously, you know, the, the generally people tend to feel, oh, you, you're having that type of fur loss. It's got to be adrenal disease. Okay. Yeah. Now, I'm not <clears throat> one to just treat an animal without knowing for certain if it's what they need. So we did uh, blood work twice, mm -hmm. an adrenal panel, which was sent to the University of Tennessee. Both times the adrenal panel came back negative. Okay? okay, she did not have adrenal disease. But you wanna know something? Maybe the blood work is wrong. I keep hearing everybody say, blood work tends to be wrong a lot of times. Although I have blood work done often and it's never wrong. Um, according to my blood work, I'm as healthy as can be. <laughs> so, all right, fine, maybe the blood work is wrong. Let's, uh, let's, let's do an abdominal ultrasound. So I did an abdominal ultrasound. Let's look at the adrenal glands. The adrenal glands looked wonderful. In fact, one was even smaller than the other. <laughs> All right. So even still, though, you want to know something? I, I just maybe we're missing something. I don't want to make the mistake. So tell you what, we were going to do the melatonin implant. I won't yeah. do the Desilurin implant. I'm going to do the melatonin implant it's made by a company called Melatech. Uh, it's not as, uh, you know, it's more natural. Yeah. Let's do Let's do the melatonin implant. I put in the melatonin implant and her fur started falling out like leaves in Oh my the goodness. It was okay. terrible. So uh, I brought her back obviously to my vet <laughs> and then we did the Desilorin implant. Yeah. So now I went through all of that to end up at the same exact place that I was at. So now we have a melatonin implant, we have a Desilorin implant. Her fur has still not grown back and she still does not have adrenal disease. Okay. Okay. Um, you're still beautiful, Muskie. Oh yeah, no, it's it's her. They're her battle scars. I know, I know. It's okay, little one. I know, I know. Um, so, um, what is it that caused her fur loss? And because Red Bank, like I said, has every doctor there, we were able to consult with the acupuncturist and the dermatologist. <laughs> wow. Okay? The dermatologist said that her fur is in a, something called a state of telogen. Okay. And being in a state of telogen, it is, believe it or not, from stress. The doctor okay. feels that her fur loss is a result, and Muskie's crawling right into her musky sleep sack. <laughs> um, the doctor feels that her fur loss is a result of stress, uh, not just from running her ferret empire mm. and from being the most famous ferret in the world, but also from uh, the surgery that she had had in December. Mm, which was a necessary one. So, which was yeah. necessary to remove that 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 squamous cell carcinoma tumor. Mm. Uh, you know, these animals obviously look—they're small, 
they're delicate, as tough as they are, they're small and they're delicate. And when you put them under, uh, thankfully, this last surgery, Muskie did not undergo full anesthesia. They mm-hmm. were able to do it with Muskie under sedation. Uh, but the stress of recovering from this is sometimes overwhelming. And that's what caused her fur to fall out. Wow. Uh, uh, and, and it also, as I started doing some research in this um, and speaking with other ferret owners, there are a lot of people, and I, it may have to do, believe it or not, with Muskie's color being a mm. dark-eyed white. There appear to be a lot of ferrets who have experienced this type of fur loss, and uh, and then it just came back. Uh, mm. Or it didn't come back, or the melatonin or uh, Desilurin implant didn't help. And so it makes me think that it, it may have something to do with her color pattern. Uh, okay. There's a lot of people that have dark-eyed whites appeared to be experiencing this. Now, like I said, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a statistician. Uh, I don't do research. So I can only say what I feel. And that is, is that uh, uh, her color may have something to do with it. I can tell you, according to every medical test possible, uh, veterinary medical test possible, it is not adrenal disease. Wow. I happen to know a thing or two about adrenal disease personally, because I'll share with your listeners, I have adrenal disease. Oh, okay. I, I have something called congenital adrenal hyperplasia. Uh, hmm. I was born with it. My adrenal glands do not work. I take a medication every day. I take corticosteroids and mineralocorticoids every day in order to replace what my body normally would be producing, what your body hmm. produces. Um, I'm of the salt-losing variety. My body does not retain salt, so I hmm. put salt on everything. And there's always going to be that one person that knows more about your medical condition than you do. You know, all that salt is really not good for you. You really, you really got to cut. Yes, I know. Salt is terrible. It's horrible. Now give me more of the salt so I can put it on my cheeseburger, please. You know, it's, there's always, there's always that one guy. Um, And so it's, uh, I go to an end, I happen to go to an endocrinologist every six months. And he is fascinated by adrenal disease in ferrets now because he never realized that ferrets get adrenal disease. And so every time a new article comes out about uh, adrenal disease and ferrets that comes across my desk, I always forward it to him to see what he has to say about it. Hmm. So it's, uh, like I say, it's, uh, look, owning, what's the matter, you okay? You okay? It's okay. Listen, owning owning any pet is a challenge, you know? Um, and especially since ferrets are, uh, prone to so many different little injuries and ailments, you have to make sure that you're proactive. You have to make sure that you have uh, money to be able to afford to give them the level of care that they need mm-hmm. uh, because they are counting on you. Look, I get it. There's always that astronomical thing that comes in that's you know $10,000. And it, it's reasonable, obviously, if somebody can't afford that. It's understandable. But your basic level of care... I always find it offensive when I see people now, you know, and I, I'm on like a bunch of these ferret Facebook groups. My ferret is now four years old and has adrenal disease and I can't care for it. I need to find it a new home. And I, I find it offensive. You know, listen, that animal gave you the best years of their life. Now they need you. Now is when you got to step up to the plate. Now is when you got to care for this animal and you don't have the ability to do so. You never should have had the animal in the first place. And you should be ashamed of yourself. And if you're not yeah. ashamed of yourself, you should be ashamed of yourself for not being ashamed of yourself. 
The one thing I could say, and look, every, I'm not anybody's financier. I know everybody's got different financial issues. But the one thing that I can say is that, you know, even our poor do pretty well. Okay. Uh, years ago, I had one of those old true flat TVs. And uh, I remember I, nobody wanted it. I couldn't donate it. My wife made me upgrade to a flat screen TV. Nobody wanted the, the true flat TV. Uh, Salvation Army, Red Cross, none of these groups wanted it. And it told me something. Even the poorest people in this country already have a flat screen TV and you don't. That they can't even take this TV. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, like I said, sometimes I feel that it's not a lack of being able to afford providing the care for your animal. Choices. It's choices. Mm. It's choices. It's getting, you know, $150 Nike sneakers instead of getting, you know, the $24.99 ones that I pick up at Costco that I am proud to wear, you know? It's, it's like I said, it's, you, uh, I don't go on vacation, you know, as much as I would love to see you and come to Australia and take a wonderful family vacation, I'm not able to do so. Why? Mm -hmm. Because I have other responsibilities, you know, yeah. and it's all right. I could live with it. I'll find a way to survive. Mm. And that's it. Yeah. No, I think that's really, um, I think the work that you're doing with outreach for advocating for ferrets is amazing so you and musky together i think what do you think is the best thing that has come out of the musky books is it i mean there's so many things but pick one <laughs> wow um well it was really best exemplified with musky surgery yesterday uh you know musky and you know musky has seven thousand three hundred plus followers on facebook and when I look at yesterday's post, yesterday's post, when Muskie announced that, listen, uh, uh, this is definitely not the way I wanted to start my weekend. Uh, I want to let you know that I'm having surgery on this little thing that you've seen on my face, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. That post got 703 people who engaged it and 272 comments. Yep. of people wishing Muskie well all over the world. Mm -hmm. um, and then when Stubby, who took over Muskie's social media for, uh, for the day or two, Stubby replied, uh, I have some news about Muskie to share. I just got off the ferret phone uh, uh, and uh, Muskie came out of surgery and uh, Muskie will be coming home and so on and so forth. And uh, an issue that they had at the hospital with a rabbit that Stubby was going to uh, bite that rabbit's toe off and so on and so forth. But that had 552 engagements with 93 comments. Mm -hmm. The fact that people from all over the world, from England, Germany, Australia, South America, the United States primarily, reached out, Canada, uh, reached out to share their love for my ferret <laughs> it's it's indescribable it's an indescribable feeling that mm -hmm. musky means i mean and not just you know the standard get well soon type of thing i mean people really were emotionally impacted yeah by by musky's procedure my heart dropped when i read the the start of that post as well i was just like oh no what's happened like <laughs> Oh, it's just that. I mean, okay. it's, I mean it, it's, I, I, uh, 
I can't I, I'm I can't believe that the the friends too that I've created, you know, the the crazy ferret people. I'm now part of their <laughs> clan. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a, and and it's a, and it's a wonderful clan to be a part of. I never mm-hmm. uh, I never thought that. I uh, like I said, you know, you write a book, you say to yourself, okay, look, I'm writing a book. It'll go to Reader's Digest, and that'll be the end of it. But I mean, people have written articles about this book all over. Um, and then and then probably one of the on, on a personal level too. One of the greatest things about this with what I do with Muskie's social media. Like I said, I, 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 it's, there's no heavy water there. It's designed to lift the heavy water out of your lives. I've had people contact me and they said, hi, Muskie, I want to let you know my life sucks. I have a terrible life. I have, there's this going on and there's that going on and all this other stuff. And the only thing I look forward to every day is reading your post and seeing what's wow. going on in Muskie's world. Uh, you know, the this, this saying has become, it's Muskie's world. We just live in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the, the fact that people have come to rely on this as a way to brighten their spirits, which are sometimes darkened They're just through the, the, the standard exchanges of their lives. Uh, I, I, uh, I, 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 I don't quite know how to respond to that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it really is heartwarming. Uh, Muskie, uh, I was at the Greater Chicago Ferret Association's uh, uh, show this year, the greatest ferret show on earth. And they rolled out the red carpet for Muskie like Tom Hanks was walking in. Oh, here, I'll make everyone feel more at home. Uh, Russell Crowe was, <laughs> was walking in the building, you know? No I'm sure that helps was them. walking in the building. Yeah. Um, I, I was, uh, you know... Muskie is the Muskie is the uh, is the Frank's is is the Frank Sinatra of the ferret world, uh, and uh, they lit, rolled out the red carpet. People couldn't people couldn't come up to me enough to meet me and talk about this, and and I gave a wonderful presentation about the history of the book, almost, no differently than like I, I did here with you, mm-hmm. and, and uh, like I said, I, I it made me cry to see people so engaged with it, you know. And I'm man enough to admit it. Yeah. So it means it means it means a lot to me. Um, you know, the the day that Muskie is no longer here, and Stubby is wonderful. And I'm gonna bring out Stubby, and I'll bring out Stubby. Although Muskie is now sound asleep here in her in her sleep sack. Oh. Um, the day that uh, the, the the day that Muskie dies, which unfortunately is something that we all have to face mm-hmm. in life. It's it's just a you know. Uh, we, we, oh hi, Gubio. Yes, Muskie's right here. It's okay. The day that the day that uh, the day that that Muskie is no longer here uh, will be this, one of the saddest days in my life. You know, the yep. good news is is that when I when I when I provide people with counsel when they've lost their pet, you know, nothing dies if it li- if it continues to live on in your heart. That when you if you always speak about it, if you mm-hmm. always reflect upon it, and you always remember it. Through through uh, through laughter, through stories, <clears throat> through pictures, your your mm-hmm. your your pet will live forever, forever. And I still speak about Remy. I still speak about Bat. I still speak about Minnie Ha. Uh, it's been a very rough year. Uh, we've lost uh, you know Bat Dog passed away, uh, who was Muskie's original canine security uh, head mm-hmm. of Muskie's canine security detail. We lost Minnie. Minnie was an Italian greyhound. She was 16 and a half years old. 
Uh, I love that dog so much. Um, and my mother passed away in August, August 25th. I was actually heading to the uh, ferret show in Ohio that week. And my mother, who had had pancreatic cancer, took a, a, an immediate turn for the worse mm -hmm. and died just before uh, just before the, the, the ferret show in Ohio. Uh, and so it uh, the Buckeye Bash is, is the name of the ferret show. And it, uh, you know, so it's been rough. And uh, Muskie has really helped to uh, really helped to keep it all together. Everything That's that crazy. I do with Muskie and Stubby has really helped to keep it all together. Now, Stubby is very young. Stubby is only eight months old. Okay. Stubby is going to be here for a very, very long time, uh, continuing to uh, be Muskie's ferret protege, uh, and uh, will one day inherit all that Muskie has left behind, which right now is sleep sacks, blankets, uh, stuffed animals, coffee mugs, and pint glasses. You know? Yeah, yeah Gooby, Muskie's in there. It's okay. Yeah, Muskie's okay. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Dog coming to check on Muskie, make sure Muskie's okay. So it's uh, like I said, this has been just uh, absolutely incredible, and I'm 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 honored and I'm grateful to be part of this podcast and to uh, mm. be able to speak to all of your listeners tonight. Thank you. I'm really enjoying this chat. Yeah, <sighs> so good. <laughs> and I was like, anything oh. else you would like to ask? Go oh, crazy probably with yes. Now. It's um, already been an hour and eight minutes. I hope this is your longest podcast in history. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's very trivial, but what's her favorite food and toys? Well, her favorite, her favorite, she eats Origin Cat and Kitten. It is a mm -hmm. very high-end uh, uh, cat food. That is her kibble. Uh, you know, we're starting to uh, work on different soupies now for her that she's getting older. She was never a fan of them. She loves her food. Um, we haven't had any problems with that food at all. Um, her favorite treat is uh, Grizzly's Salmon Oil Plus. Mm -hmm. uh, it is a wonderful salmon oil filled with omegas 3, 6, and 9. Uh, and it also has a touch of pollock oil in it, okay. uh, which helps to give it a distinct flavor. Um, and it is wild-caught Alaskan salmon oil. Now, I want to tell you listeners something about salmon oil. Sure. Always go with wild caught, not yep. farm raised. Wild mm -hmm. caught is much better uh, uh, for, for, for your ferrets than farm raised because of the, the diet selection, uh, okay. in the, the salmon's diet selection. So that's just a little bit of advice to give everybody. And Grizzlies is her uh, brand of choice. Mm -hmm. um, of course, you know, I would love nothing more than for Grizzlies to uh, uh, have come out with the musky, the ferret salmon oil. <laughs> be uh, great. Because that I think would be the biggest seller ever. And, uh, and there you go. Must, uh, you know, have a, a, a licensing agreement with Grizzlies with Muskie's little furry face on the. Hint, hint. On the <laughs> if Grizzlies is listening. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> and you know, listen, like I said, hopefully, uh, you know, this can continue to expand. Um, everybody. I haven't gotten one negative review on the book. And like I said, the book sold everywhere. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, the book is the foundation. Everything else is just to continue to uh, have awareness about Muskie. You know, Muskie one day wants to be bigger than Mickey Mouse. Uh, and, and that's obviously that's the hope. In, in life, you have to shoot for the stars. And if you land on yep. the moon, be very, very <laughs> happy that you made it into outer space. That's really the truth. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and we hope 
you know, I said I, I've donated all the money from the book and and all the other products. But uh, I'm waiting for DreamWorks to call. And if DreamWorks calls, I'm keeping that money. Yep, fair yeah. enough. Oh, yeah. No one's going to complain about that. Yeah, I'm keeping <laughs> that. But, and then, because then I could retire from other venues, other other adventures, and focus solely on this. And, uh, you know, if, if I had real money, real money, instead of just musky money, you know, mm. think of what I could do with that. Uh, think mm. of all the, you know, think of how well, how the outreach I could do. As it is with Red Bank Veterinary Hospital, where musky goes, I started something called the Muskie Foundation. Yeah, uh, so there was mm. a, and I'll tell you the story behind that real fast. There was a, uh, a ferret that had come in from a pet store. Okay. Uh, and the ferret had a blockage and they wanted to do the surgery to handle the blockage and the pet store refused to pay for it. Yeah. They said, we're not going to pay the thousand or so dollars to do the blockage removal. Uh, we got to try to treat it uh, uh, homeopathically. Give us something that hopefully the ferret will pass. So now okay. I found out about it because Red Bank had called the SPCA looking to see if we had any kind of fund to be able to cover the cost of doing the full surgery for this pet store. And when I found out about it, I was pissed. Mm-hmm. Pissed, pissed, pissed. So I called Red Bank. I spoke with Dr. McCleary. And I said, never again is another ferret going to need life-saving surgery, okay, and not get it because of lack of funds, okay? From now on, if that's the case, Muskie will pay the bill. She said, wow, okay, that's great. Thank you so much. And then I thought about it, and I said, I really don't have all that money. (laughs) How am I going to That's a lot of ferrets, yep. (laughs) How am I going to handle this? You know, and especially with Red Bank being the only real exotics hospital in the area, that 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 could be a nightmare. Um, thankfully, Red Bank Veterinary Hospital has this fund called Save US Pets. Okay, Save US Pets is a full fledged five hundred one c three charitable organization. So I rearranged it. Um, I rearranged the Muskie Foundation. If you came in, I read with your ferret, and you couldn't afford the life saving surgery. Not mm-hmm. treatment for cancer, not treatment for, uh, you know, like the, the growth on her face, life-saving yep. surgery, um, a, a spleen, a blockage, something like that. And you can't afford it. You apply for Save U.S. Pets. If Save U.S. Pets approves you, okay, then Muskie will pay whatever the difference is from Save U.S. Pets for the cost of the surgery. And that worked out a lot better because, you know, now I don't have to set up a 501c3 now I don't have to go out begging for money. Uh, now I don't have to, you know, put you as an applicant to, for you to apply and put you through a vetting process to give you that money. Save mm-hmm. U.S. Pets is doing all of that. Yep. All right. The, the Red Bank Animal Hospital Foundation is doing that. So that's why, look, if you're approved from Save U.S. Pets, that's good enough for me. And I just give them the money. That's it. Yep. I take it out of Muskie's account because Muskie has her own account with her own little ferret checks and everything. <laughs> and I take it out of Muskie's account and, and I pay the bill. And that's it. That's mm-hmm. the, and that's how that works. Um, so far, Muskie's helped three ferrets. Uh, two have survived. One, unfortunately, didn't make it after the surgery and passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the other thing, too. They obviously all have to have good chances, good, a good survival rate as well. You know, um, you know, and I leave that decision to be made to the doctors. If, if, if Dr. McCleary thinks this is a good candidate to receive funding, 
Uh, she puts the client in touch with Save US Pets. And then once they get that approval, good, she calls me and I just say yes. Mm -hmm. And that's it because I trust my doctor. You know, uh, that's that you have to. I trust it, that she's not going to lead me down a, a path. Mm -hmm. The sad part about all of this, the saddest part, is that only one person's thanked me. I've helped three ferrets so far, and that's come out to about three grand, give or take, 2,700, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. uh, only one person has actually reached out to me and said, thank you so much for what you've done. I, I really appreciate it. I don't know how I, I, I wouldn't have been able to do this without you, you know? You know, mm. people think money grows on trees. What can I tell you? You know? Yeah. So, and that's why, too, <sighs> I tell people, too, all the time. I never, I'll never, i never ask you for money. I'll never say, you know, put money toward this, put money toward that, so on and so forth. Uh, you know, help Muskie do this, help Muskie do that. I'll never say that. I'll always say, listen, if you want me to be able to continue to do the things that I'm doing, uh, giving money to... Uh, the Monmouth County SPCA, giving money to other ferret groups and so on and so forth. If you want me to be able to continue to do that, buy a book, mm -hmm. buy a stuffed animal, buy a pint glass, buy a coffee mug, buy something. All right. Because that's the only way that this is going to continue to continue to work. You know, it's a, when you think about it, it's a giant pyramid scheme, what I'm doing, <laughs> you know, when you think about it, you buy something, I take that money and I continue to pass it along and pass it forward. If uh, people stop buying this, uh, I won't be able to continue to move it out. That's it. Yeah. Um, and uh, what I'll do for the next book, you know, if and when I have that squared away, I'm going to do it the same exact way that I did it before. I'm going to take out a zero interest credit. I have excellent credit. I'll take out a zero interest credit card for 12, 15, 18 months, whatever they're offering. I'll put it all on Visa and I'll go from there. And then hopefully, just like the last book, it'll all be paid off in two months. From the time I had the book, it was all paid off in two months' time. I couldn't believe it. You know, From so selling books? Selling just the book at the time, okay. yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, so mm. that's what I'm hoping for, too, especially now, too, since, you know, Muskie has a, a real fan base and is able mm. to push this stuff going forward, you know? Yes. Look, I'm really sorry. I think we're going to have to do a part two or something if you'd like to keep talking okay. because I have to go. Okay. <laughs> but... Um, I would still like to hear from you in the future, if possible. Um, is there well, anything... Anytime that you want to have me back, it'll be my pleasure to, to, to come back on the program anytime. Thank you so much, really. And I, I do want to meet Stubby, for sure. So. Okay, absolutely. Well, there you go. Stubby can be a part two. How does that sound? Oh, I'd love that. Thank you so much. All yes. right. Okay. Thank you. Right. Thank you so very much. And to all your listeners, thank you once again. If you would like to uh, buy a portograph copy of Muskie's book or any of the wonderful Muskie merchandise, please go to Muskie's website, www.mynameismuskie.com. I'll be putting links in the show notes. So That's all the links. Great. Yep. Marie, have a wonderful, great evening there in Australia. It was a pleasure to speak with you. And feel free to reach out to me anytime, okay? Great. Thank you so much. Bye. All right. Have a good one. Bye-bye. I really hated cutting that interview short, but I really did have to um, get out and do a few things. Um, but yes, you heard right. I am planning another episode with Matty and Muskie and hopefully Stubby in a few months time. So don't forget to subscribe, especially if you've come over from My Name is Muskie uh, Facebook group and then you'll be able to hear the rest of it.
please head on over to the My Name is Muskie Facebook group or the Facebook page or the My Name is Muskie website and get yourself some merchandising, merchandising. We've got merchandising here. Um, or the book, which is amazing because there are so few books about ferrets out there. So get a copy for yourself, for your friends. You don't have to give it to children. Adults love it too. And money from it goes to ferret charity anyway. So um, it's a really good deal. <laughs> if you're joining me from the My Name is Muskie Facebook group, come on over and join me on the Stolen Hearts group. Any pet owner who has a pet that isn't a dog or a cat or is interested in getting a non-dog or cat pet that's a bit more exotic is welcome. Love to see you there. And if you've got any ideas about what you'd like to hear in the podcast, please come and tell me. I'm a very new uh, podcaster, so there are only about 21 episodes at the moment. So I haven't had much chance to um, get through many of my dozens of topics that I have written down in my notebook. Um, Yes, so stick around. Lots more content to come over the coming year. And I'll talk to you next week.